I knew from the day I was diagnosed that anybody knew that I was to sleep with, they would be told. There was no other option. There, there just wasn't. I was going to have to figure out how to do this no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how much I didn't want to do it. I have to do it. And so I had to kind of sit and think like, all right, well, how? How do I do this? How do I tell somebody? I would feel like I was going to have explosive diarrhea. I would get so nervous. And I was just kind of like, you know, suck it up. I, I have to do this. I've got to figure this out. And here we go. Welcome to Pretty and Kink. I'm your host, Tara V, and I'm here to bring you along on this weird little journey called life. I'm an adult content creator, and I'm an awkward girl extraordinaire. I am here to show you that life can be messy and weird and beautiful all at the same time. I want to show you the awkward side of sexy and the sweet side of dirty and the beauty that's in the darkness. I'm not afraid to talk about the things that make most people uncomfortable, so consider this your trigger warning. Let's buckle up, let me be your safe word, and let's go get weird. Hello and welcome back again. I am really excited about today's episode. Um, It's going to make you uncomfortable probably but I hope at the end you feel a bit more informed and maybe you see things a little bit differently. Today, I want to talk about the giant elephant that has been sitting in the corner of the room. I want to talk about something that I brought up in my first episode, and that is that I have herpes. When I say that, how does that make you feel? I have herpes. Do you feel kind of uncomfortable when I say that? Does it make you feel kind of like you're not sure what? Most likely it does, and that's okay. So that's why we're here, because I want to start making this conversation a little bit less uncomfy. Is it ever going to be like the comfiest conversation in the whole world? Probably not. I wish it would be, but let's be realistic. No. But you might at least see things a little bit differently. And I hope that it just kind of softens the heavy stigmas that surround this because it's insane. The level of stigma around a virus that literally like a massive percentage of the population has, and yet nobody will admit they have it. It's wild to me crazy. Now, this episode is not going to be educational because I am certainly not a teacher. I'm not qualified to give you information. I would fuck that up so hardcore, so I'm not even going to try. But I will put links in the show notes of both some educational stuff as well as some Instagram pages that have helped me so much on my journey with just understanding facts and making it fun to understand them with memes and humor. um, It just makes it easier to swallow some of the data. So I'm going to share all of that in the show notes. What I would like to do with this episode is talk about navigating dating with herpes because so many people think that their lives are absolutely over, you know, just 
go ahead and lock up your penis or your vagina because no one's ever gonna want it again. And that is so far from the truth. I have had an incredible dating career while having herpes. Your life is not over. You don't have to retire your genitals or your mouth. Like everything can go on as planned. So I wanna talk about that. I would like to drop two little facts before we go on. I know I said I wasn't gonna be educational, but these are two things that I think are incredibly important and I wanna make sure you hear them. And the first one is that cold sores is the same thing as herpes. Do you hear me when I say that? Cold sores is herpes. Herpes is cold sores. They are one in the same, they are the exact same thing. Somewhere along the line, people started calling them cold sores, but it's the same thing. People have a hard time with that fact, and I like to tell people whenever I can, because how crazy, like I used to work with a girl who would come into work and just like, like a neon sign pointing and be like, oh my God, look at this cold sore I got because I'm so stressed out. Like, oh, I hate this thing. She literally was like begging people to look at it. She was drawing attention to it. Now, if we didn't use the word cold sore and instead said herpes, you think that woman's going to walk in the door and be like, look at this herpes on my lip. No, nobody would do that. But suddenly you got cold sores, not a big deal. And I wish that the media and medical professionals would just get that message out more because they are the exact same thing. And that is actually how I got herpes was from somebody that had cold sores that I was not aware of. He didn't even have an outbreak at the time. We had oral sex and boom, I've got it. So please, please, please understand they are the same thing. If you have cold sores, you have a responsibility with the people that you are dating. So just please know that. And the other thing is it is not normally part of the standard STI testing panel. When you go to your doctor and you say, hey doc, I wanna be tested for everything, or like, oh my God, my girlfriend just cheated on me, so test me for everything, because I'm afraid I got something. They're gonna say, okay, cool, I'm gonna test you for everything, and you're gonna think you were. You weren't, FYI, you weren't. Nine times out of 10, it is not included on that testing panel unless you specifically request it. And even then, there's a lot of doctors that will not test for it unless you're showing actual symptoms. So be aware of that. Be aware of that when you are discussing sexual health with a partner. If they say, oh, I've tested for everything, I'm negative. They think they're negative for everything, but I bet you that they haven't been tested for herpes. So just always be aware of that. And also always be aware when you're giving your results to people, you are not clean you are positive or you're negative, and that is it. Saying like, oh, I got my test results back, I'm clean, that implies anybody that got a positive result is suddenly dirty, and that just feeds into a whole other stigma. So language is really important there. And know that like, you know, we keep talking about shame. Know that anybody 
can get herpes. It doesn't mean that you've slept around. Guys, I, (laughs) this is insane. I hadn't had sex in years. (laughs) Like, I am talking like dust bunnies were probably coming out of my vagina at that point. It had been so long. This was my, not only my first partner, this was my first sexual interaction and I got herpes. So don't cast judgment on people and be like, well, that's what you get. You've been sleeping around because (laughs) my, my vagina had closed shop. It, this was my first experience in fucking years and I ended up getting it. So keep that in mind. And with that, how do we date with herpes? Is it easy? No, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it with fucking rainbows and unicorns and be like, oh my God, suck it up buttercup, have a positive attitude and everything will be great. No, it won't be. It'll get easier, but it's not fun. It's not fun having to tell people this thing that the media has caused everyone to be scared of. Like, fuck, when I found out, like, I was like, oh my God, my vagina's a zombie. Like, no one's going to want to come near me. Everyone's going to run from me. Like, ew, we all have these crazy misconceptions. So I am not going to tell you that dating with it is easy because that's a fucking lie. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a pro at dating with herpes or that it's easy for me to tell people or it's easy for me to put it online or on this podcast because it's not. There are times that I have so much fucking anxiety over having to tell somebody and I'm not going to lie. I sit there sometimes and I think, why can't I be one of those people that is okay with not disclosing? Why Why do I have to be so honest? I don't want to tell people, why can't I just take this one time and just not tell this person so I can have this experience? It drives me nuts sometimes and it's hard and I have cried over it and not that long ago I cried over it. So I will never fool you into thinking like I am some sort of superhero with dating with it because I am so far from that. But I feel like I have no choice but to do it. And I have this platform and I just think it's important to take advantage of that as well as maybe help one person. I'd be so satisfied with helping one person because I had nobody to lean on. So when I started dating with it, I was scared Oh my God, I was so scared because I had had it for a couple years, but I was in a relationship. So I didn't have to navigate that portion yet. I have probably had it for like, I don't know, maybe five years. My diagnosis, I had to deal with that and and the emotional fallout from that. And I'm kind of like carry on with my life. I was very fortunate that I had an amazing kind of support system, so to speak, when I found out who were very much like not impressed at all. (laughs) They didn't give a fuck. They were like, what? That's your news? Like, whoop-dee-doo, herpes. Ooh, wow, herpes. No, really, what were you going to tell me? Right? Like, they're like, that was, that's so boring. I was so lucky. When I went to my doctor, (laughs) it was 
fucking, I, I can laugh now. I went in thinking I'm dying. Like I was convinced that somehow cancer had sprouted up overnight and I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, what is this? Do I have, is this a growth? Like, what is this? Someone help me before I die. My gynecologist examines me and like pops right back up. And it was like, oh, oh no, honey, you're fine. And I'm looking at her like, what do you mean I'm fine? Like, to, what? I'm not fine. And she was like, no, you're fine. It's just herpes. What? Excuse me, I'm sorry, what? It's just herpes, you're fine. Like I probably have it, she probably has it. She points to her nurse who kind of looks at me and shrugs like, yeah, I probably do. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there with my feet up in the stirrups, looking at this woman like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Miss casual over there hanging out, like holding the speculum and thinking like everything is perfectly fine, what? Can we all have a moment to give me a pity party? I, I Could somebody like drop to the floor and cry for me because I'm so traumatized. I was dumbfounded at how casual they were. And she's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. And it did carry on. I had a couple appointments. I was educated, you know, and, and she taught me so fucking much. But her level of like nonchalance played a huge role in how I feel to this day. And then the next person I told, other than the person I got it from, was my friend, who's a nurse. And she knew something was wrong. She calls me, says, what's going on? And I cry once again. I put my party hat on for the pity party. I am crying. Oh my God, I have herpes. Like, oh no, what is wrong with me? I'm just, I feel terrible and I hate myself and nobody's ever going to want me again. And my lovely little nurse friend says, okay, do you want me to be a nurse or do you want me to be your friend? I thought, shit. Oh shit, this is this is not gonna be the pity party <laughs> that I was expecting, I don't think. So I thought, and I said, okay, you know what? I want both, but give me the nurse first. You know, because I think I was thinking like this the friend side was gonna soften the blow. <laughs> I was wrong. But he's like, give me the nurse first. And she said, okay, as a nurse, so what? Everybody has it. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, what the actual fuck? Have I been duped my entire life into thinking this was some huge, like, life-altering, your genitals are going to rot away thing when really, like, everyone's like, okay, big deal. Apparently, I've been duped. I can't believe how many people are like, okay, whatever. So then I say, okay, be my friend. And I'm probably expecting... Yeah, like, hold me, cradle me, pet my hair, and tell me it's going to be okay. No. She says, you made your bed, now sleep in it. Now, that might sound harsh, but she's so fucking right. And she said, you made this decision to have this sexual encounter. There's risks involved when we have sex with somebody. It's part of life. You made the decision. This has happened. You need to take responsibility. And now where do we go from here? And yeah, for a minute, I was like, well, where's my, where's my hug? And like, tell me it's going to be okay and pat me on the head. But again, that nonchalance made me realize 
maybe this isn't such a big deal. Now, that's not to say that my brain wasn't going all over the place. I was in panic mode. I felt every bit of shame. You know, I've got all the stigmas floating around in my head. And yeah, it's not like I suddenly was like, oh, okay, this is great. But it did soften the blow. So then I have a couple years where I really don't have to think about it because it really doesn't affect my life. I take a suppressive medication. I very, very rarely get breakouts. I would say maybe three or four, maybe. Um, And they're very minor. So they really, it doesn't affect me. And I don't think about it much. And then it's time for me to get back out in the dating world. And then suddenly it's like I've been diagnosed all over again. And I go in panic mode and I start thinking like nobody is going to want me. Who the hell would want that? Everyone's going to say no. I might as well not even bother. I had to really like pep talk myself and, and really just force myself to do it. And I knew from the day I was diagnosed that anybody knew that I was to sleep with, they would be told there was no other option. There, there just wasn't. I was going to have to figure out how to do this, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how much I didn't want to do it, I have to do it. And so I had to kind of sit and think like, all right, well, how, how do I do this? How do I tell somebody? And for me, this was a little controversial in my life with the way I chose to do it. And I understand like people's feelings behind it and I understand like the intent behind it. It's well-meaning, but honestly, when you are trying to make a decision on how to disclose, don't allow outside sources to influence you or make you feel like you have to do it a certain way because all that matters is that you do it. How is up to you and nobody else because ultimately you are the one that is going to feel all the feelings, whether it's the anxiety of telling them, the elation of them going, oh, yay, I don't care, or the sadness of them saying, no, you're the one that's going to feel all of that. Nobody else. So don't let anybody else influence you. I had a lot of people that were very against the fact that I would disclose to people before I even met them. The rationale behind why people didn't agree with it is because if somebody hasn't met you yet, it's going to be a lot easier for them to say like, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this and just walk away because you're still an idea to them. They haven't met you yet. They haven't gotten to know your personality. They don't know how awesome you are, how fun you are to hang out with. They just They just know what they saw in this app, in this tiny little bio and a couple pictures and your short DMs. It's easier for them to walk away. I understand that rationale. I couldn't do it any other way. I had one in-person disclosure very early on in my dating career that I, we were going to go back to his apartment and I was like, shit, fuck, I have to tell him. And I told him and he wasn't comfortable with it. And so I took the long drive home with all of those feelings and it hurt and it's nothing personal, but it still hurts. You feel rejected 
when you're not really being rejected, it's just somebody making a informed decision. They're not rejecting you. They just are rejecting this virus and that's okay, but it doesn't feel that way in the moment. It doesn't and it hurts. So I kind of vowed I'm not doing that again. I didn't like the way that felt. If I feel that again, once or many times, I'm afraid that it will scare me away from trying to date at all. And I I just need to be brave. I got to put my big girl panties on. So I started telling people in DMs once I knew we were going to meet. The moment it was like, all right, let's, let's make a date, make a time. I would then tell people um, my dating was very casual. So we decided fairly quickly, you know, if we were going to meet up or not. The fun thing with that is because I dated casually, it allowed me to disclose over and over and over again, whether I liked it or not. I had to keep saying it. I had to keep typing it and it helped me. It made things easier. It showed me how I felt when I was doing it and what felt good and what didn't. I was also very fortunate with the reactions I did get from people. Um, I was super lucky. I think one of my very first disclosures was to a surgeon. Like, hallelujah. (laughs) You're like top tier medical professional. And so I tell him and he's like, okay, are you having an outbreak now? No. Do you take medication or no? And I was like, no, I take medication. Okay. Can you get pregnant? I was like, what the fuck? What? Where does- no, I can't get pregnant. Okay. Are you okay if we don't use the condom? And I was like, what? Oh, that was easy. Like, shit. Interjecting. I am not promoting unprotected sex. Anyways, carry on. That helped the ease of things because it was once again another person that was so casual about it. And as I disclosed, it just got easier and easier. But in the beginning, oh my God, I wish I would have saved. And actually, I think I might have. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find some of my disclosures and share them on Instagram. You guys, I would send like a novel to these poor people that I am sure they didn't even walk away because of the herpes. They were probably just like so overwhelmed by seeing this giant DM. They probably didn't even read it. I would send so much information. I'm sending like medical articles and, you know, different facts and the Instagram pages and just spewing all this data about herpes. And then I would end it. This is like, this is so ridiculous. I would end it with, if you're not okay with this, just ghost me. (laughs) I gave them an open invitation to ghost me, which sitting here now, years later, I'm dying at that. Like it's, it's ridiculous, but that was emotionally all I could handle. So do what feels right to you, even if nobody else understands it. You know, I I would not advise telling people to ghost you, but for, you know, for me, it was the only way that I could feel like I was coping with it. And it was easier for me to just not hear from somebody than to hear no. And so I operated like that for a couple years. 
And then I started shifting the way I date about, I don't know, maybe like six months ago. I suddenly realized that I wanted to date with more intention. I wanted, I think, not I wanted, I want, I'm at a point where I think I'm ready to start being in something more relationship-like. Like, gasp, what? It's shocking to me to feel this, but here we are. And so I realized that maybe now is the time that I have to admit defeat concede to my lovely therapist, Wendy, and maybe try her tactic, which is to meet somebody first before I tell them, and then tell them when the time feels right, whether that's date two or date five. The theory is once somebody gets to know you, they know you, and now you're just not the word herpes. You're now Tara, that cool girl I went on a date with and had a lot of fun with that has herpes. And it can impact how a person views you, the decision that they're going to make. And so I thought, oh, fuck, okay, here we go. All right, Wendy, I guess I pay you for this. I guess it's time I try and take your advice. And so I start holding off on the disclosure and I decide... I am going to tell them after I have gone on a date. I still don't tell in person because I am still that sensitive baby that can't take it in person. I also do it via text, not just because I'm a little chicken, but also I feel like it allows the person that is receiving the information a better opportunity to process it without me sitting directly in front of them. Because I can understand it is a lot of information to take in. And to have to take that in while a person is sitting in front of you, while you're trying to process all of it and and all the ideas you've had in your head of what herpes is, it just adds like a whole nother level of stress that I just... I prefer to avoid. I think it's a comfort level for me, but I'm also doing it as a comfort level for the other person as well. So they can process in privacy without having to feel like they have to keep up some sort of facade in front of me because I'm sure there's a process of reading the text and saying like, oh fuck, to like, hold on, let me Google this, to maybe I got to call my buddy or maybe Google was enough, but It gives them an opportunity to sit with it for however long they need before they respond versus if I'm sitting right there, there's going to be this feeling of needing to respond immediately. And I don't want to put that pressure on anybody. I still do it via text, but I wait until our first date is done. I go on a date. I decide if I even like them. If I do and we start making plans for another date, I then take that time to inform them of my status and then go from there. Is it easier? Mm-mm. Nope, it's not. I actually get like the worst anxiety on first dates now, which like I'm already this ridiculous ball of nerves on first dates. Like it's it's horrendous how nervous I already am. And now we're adding into the mix this idea in the back of my head that they don't even know yet. 
I'm holding on to this piece of information. They have no idea. And now I'm invested. I have met them and I'm enjoying them. And now I'm like, what if, what if they say no? What if they decline? That feels like a bigger rejection. I couldn't even use any other word in my head. It feels like a rejection at that point. And so, I mean, I would feel like I was going to have explosive diarrhea. I would get so nervous. And I was just kind of like, you know, suck it up. I, I have to do this. I've got to figure this out. And here we go. So I go on one date with somebody and we are on the date and it's clear from the very beginning. Our chemistry is stupid. It is insane. And so I'm kind of like immediately like, oh shit, (laughs) no. It's like suddenly finding out you've got a test that you forgot to study for, right? (laughs) Like I'm like, shit, oh no. The date's going on, the chemistry is building, you know, we're talking, we realize like we are on the same, same wavelength with things that we like. And I just know that this is a pairing that would be amazing. So enter the bubble guts as I realize I need to tell this guy. So we finish our date. I go home, we start planning for the second, and I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to tell him. Now, one thing I do on the dating apps, on apps that allow this, some you can only post a photo, but ones like Hinge and Tinder, you can also post not photos, so like memes. And there is a meme, and it says HSV positive and still fucking fabulous. HSV is herpes simplex virus. So I am putting it on my bio without putting it on my bio. And it helps me, even if they have no fucking idea what it means, I have created a door for myself on how to start the conversation if I'm uncomfortable. So instead of trying to find the right way to introduce it and to just flat out say, hey, I have herpes, If I'm nervous, I can fall back on that little door and I can say like, hey, I don't know if you paid attention to all of the photos on my bio. Did you happen to see this one? If they did, I'll ask them, do you know what that means? And if they didn't, that works for me too, because it still opened the conversation for me. So with this guy, we're making a second date and I I think I said it with him where I was like, hey, did you pay attention? He says no. And I was like, okay, well, before I come over, I need to tell you I have herpes. At this point, my disclosures are short. Um, I have closed the novel days up and now I'm very comfortable being short, sweet, and concise. I don't need to hide behind all of those words I was using before. So I'm pretty short to the point, pretty concise with what I say. And Basically, all my disclosures generally go about the same way um, where I essentially say, like, I would like to see you again. We obviously had chemistry. So before we meet again, I would like you to know I have HSV, which is the herpes virus. It's the exact same thing as cold sores. It's really not something that affects my life very much, but 
I would like you to know this. If you have any questions, let me know and let me know whether or not you're comfortable with this or not. Nice and simple. So I send him that and he basically is like, nope, no thank you. And being super honest here, it was one of the first times that the no really stung. But I think it was just, it was the first time where it was like, I want to have sex with this person, but I also just want to hang out with this person. And I was just bombed and I was in a weird place in my life. And it was my first time getting back out in dating after a period of time where I was recovering from a surgery. And I was so like, oh, defeated. It was, I was sad about it, but I understood, but I was still sad. But it turns out this is shocking, but apparently all that schooling that Wendy went to apparently paid off because she was right. We had spent time with each other. We got to know each other. So was he comfortable with my herpes? Absolutely not. Was he intrigued by me? Yes. We still were interested in each other. Like, hey, you know, even let's just keep this on a friendly basis because like you're super cool. We had awesome conversation, like, let's keep chatting. And we did. And his curiosity grew. He asked me questions. He asked me really good questions. And we made the decision to meet up and kind of explore what we could do with him still feeling comfortable. And it just progressed. And his comfort level grew. And eventually it got to a point where over months, like this was building up for months, it finally got to a point where his comfort level got to a place where I can 1000% confirm the chemistry definitely was amazing and worth the wait. Now, would he have done all of that if I told him in the DM before our first date? No, I know he would. Well, I'm not gonna say I know he wouldn't, but he wouldn't have. He chose to explore his comfort level because he already got to know me. So Wendy was right. What the fuck? Damn it. And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe I've got to try this out more. So I go on another date. Same thing. Go on the date. I'm enjoying myself. It ends up being an eight-hour date. We are enjoying each other's company. And so once again, I realized like, oh God, I have to tell him. Oh my God. Oh God, this is so stressful. Finish our date. We start talking about planning another date. And I kept putting it off with saying anything. And I I don't know why I was very nervous about it. And I just, I just couldn't, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I kept putting it off, which makes things harder and harder. And I finally was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Tara? Like you do this all the time. This is what you do. You've been doing this for years. Just fucking send him the text. And so I finally sent him the text, you know, same thing. Hey, I want to see you. Chemistry, herpes. What do you think? And then I sit staring at my phone and he took just long enough to make me a little uncomfortable that I was like, oh no, I misread him. And my phone goes, ding. And I read it and it was probably the best result I have ever gotten from a disclosure. He basically said, okay, thank you for telling me. I kind of assume a huge portion of the population has it. 
I have cold sores, so I get it. When can we see each other? Plain and simple, easy peasy, done. And I thought, why was I so nervous? You know, I people have shown me over and over and over again that they're not going to make you feel bad about it. But getting out of your own head is so difficult. And I just have to keep reminding myself of my experiences and going like, nobody has shown me a reason to be this nervous or this anxious. Nobody has made me feel horrible about this. I have made myself feel horrible about this. Nobody else. And that is something I'm still working on with trying to get better and better with it. And one last thing with this episode that I would really like to point out with this conversation is don't ever forget you are not the only person getting ready to have sex. Can't have sex without a second person, right? There's two of you. So please pay attention to the conversation. Is it one-sided? Has the spotlight suddenly turned to you because you're saying that you have herpes and your partner suddenly is like, oh, all right, it's all on you. We're talking about you, you, you. Well, what about him or her? We need to know their status just as much as they need to know ours. And I think that gets lost a lot with disclosures where suddenly the receiving person gets so focused on like, wait, you have this thing and wait, am I safe? And how do we do this? And suddenly like you're the quote unquote problem. We're both a risk, both of us. And it is so important to make sure that you also don't get caught up in your own anxiety, that you forget to ask your partner the same questions. We have a duty to disclose and tell people, but so doesn't every other person. Whether you have something or don't, you still have a responsibility to discuss your sexual health with each other. It is so important and it gets lost in that conversation a lot. So just always remember, it should always be a two-sided conversation. So with that, if you have herpes, you're okay. And you know what? Your vagina, your penis, your mouth, they're still just as fucking fabulous. They're still just as glorious and beautiful and perfect as anybody else's. Don't ever let somebody tell you otherwise. And again, if you want to learn more, you've got the links in my show notes. If you want to have a conversation with me in my DMs, please don't ever be afraid to come to me. I love sharing any bit of knowledge I can. Again, I can't teach you anything, but I can be a shoulder for you. So always know that my DMs are open for you. And that's it. So I hope you're walking away a little bit less uncomfortable. Thank you for listening to me and I will see you again next time and go get weird in the meantime. Fun little tricks that my vagina has up its sleeve. That sounds fucking weird. I hope you guys still like me. I do require a lot of validation. I'm also on a massive dose of steroids because I'm dealing with a back issue and it's making me ramble and be really annoying. And I bet 
oh, I bet that's why I keep losing track and losing focus. Fucking steroids. Shit. <laughs>